Good morning. It is Friday, June the 16th, in the year of our Lord 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning today with this. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today's entry is called, Jesus and Paul Would Not Have Been Friends. Our text is Romans 9, 30-33. Hear the word of the Lord. What then shall we say, that the Gentiles, who did not pursue righteousness, have obtained it? a righteousness that is by faith? But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, a rock that makes them fall, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. The Word of the Lord Now consider this. I had another BFO today. That's short for blinding flash of the obvious, if you're new here. I am the master of the obvious insight. Paul and Jesus, here it is, Paul and Jesus were the same age, give or take a few years. They grew up in different places, about 500 miles apart. Paul of Tarsus, Jesus of Nazareth. They were both Jews. Relatively speaking, Paul was born into privilege, Jesus into poverty. Jesus, as the second person of the Trinity, was, by order of magnitude, in another category than Paul, and yet both were otherwise ordinary first-century men. Perhaps most significantly, both of these men had the same purpose— goal, and ambition in life. They both wanted to see Israel, the people of God, fulfill their God-ordained role as the light of the world. They both wanted the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. They wanted to see scriptural holiness spread across the land, the glory of God filling up the whole earth as the waters cover the seas. Both of these men were men of the law, of Torah. 
They both knew the story of God inside out and upside down. And that's about where their similarities end. When it came to their method, their approach could not have been any more different. Let's just say Jesus and Paul would not have been friends. Paul led the movement within Judaism that believed the way forward was 100% straight legalistic obedience to the law. We should probably point out the absurdity of this approach at the outset here. Let's call it a legalistic observance of the law that paraded as self-righteous obedience. Jesus despised this approach. It is oversimplifying it to say it this way, and yet it is right. Paul set out to keep the law with a legalistic observance. But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. Jesus came to fulfill the law with an overwhelming love. Paul would have considered Jesus totally irrelevant. Jesus would have considered Paul very dangerous. And in the irony of all ironies, Paul's approach to the law would nail Jesus to the cross. Nope. Jesus and Paul would not have been friends until they were. They never met before Jesus was crucified. They actually met after Jesus was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. We will hear all about their meeting in the upcoming Wake Up Call series on the Acts of the Apostles. It is one of the great historical evidences for the resurrection itself. Suffice it to say, after this meeting on that faded road to Damascus, Paul and Jesus would become best friends forever. In a move that would stun paupers and princes, Paul came over to Team Jesus, and the rest is history. Talk about overwhelming love. Jesus picked Paul, his biggest detractor and the most fierce enemy of the church, to quarterback his team. See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Jesus, the great stumbling block for the Jews, and all who would seek to attain righteousness and salvation by their own efforts, became the solid rock on which Paul would stand and beckon the Jews and everyone else, to stand with him. All other ground is sinking sand. The prayer. Abba Father, what a story. What a Savior. Jesus, we belong to you. We love this story because it is all at once too good to be true 
and yet it is the truest story ever told. You take the chief of sinners, who prided himself as the paragon of righteousness, and turn him into a preeminent saint. You take your worst enemy and turn him into your best friend. What a savior! It raises my confidence in what you might be able to do in my life with me, even me. I just want to stand on this rock and bow in awe for now. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question. Had you ever thought of Jesus and Paul as being the same age? Contemporaries of their time? With so many similarities and yet massive differences? What observations do you make about this fact of history? In the hymn. Yes, you have already predicted our hymn for today. We're going to sing on Christ the solid rock I stand. My hope is built. It is already almost singing itself in the background, isn't it? It is hymn number 102 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. And as we sing it, let's cast off everything but faith resounding in love for God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in him be found, Dressed in his righteousness alone, Faultless to stand before the throne. All we got now. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Well, friends, that is a good hymn for a Friday. Thank God it's 
Friday, right? Because we just sang My Hope is Built, and we're going to go out singing it all day long. I have a feeling that melody has grooved itself into your heart and mind, and it's going to be a song for the road today. As we get out on the field, as we sow the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus everywhere we go into everyone we meet. And you know, the key to that's just plain, not plain. It's the love of God in Jesus Christ. It's, it's flooding our souls by the Holy Spirit today, and it's pouring out through our eyes, through our face, through our smile, through our countenance, through our presence. Jesus is longing to bear witness to you and everyone through you. So be confident in that today and take risks. All right. Well, the move is continuing. We have unloaded our truck into a storage unit in Dumas, Arkansas, where I'll probably get to move in my little parsonage. They're going to do some improvements, the good people of Gillette Methodist Church. And I'll probably be moving in the end of July. Meanwhile, pray for my parents. They're going to have to host me in their home for a month. As I've shared with you, I'm taking my children. Where Sam and I are headed over to um, from from Dumas here to from Gillette to uh, Franklin, Tennessee, where we're meeting up, and we're all going to go to Colorado for the week. My dear friends Barry and Eliana Carroll uh, have a place they're going to be retiring to there next year, and we're so gracious to offer it to us uh, in Frisco, Colorado. So special thanks to you, Barry and Eliana, who I know will be listening today. And then um, it's off to getting those kids into college, all four of them this, this fall. Boy, do you sense my need for prayer? Please, thank you. And God bless you. Listen, I'll be seeing you out there on the field. I'll be the guy waving, throwing seeds for the awakening. I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.